that's absolutely devastating because that should be such an integral part of a marriage and to be told well you're not enough you're not good enough I'm going to find someone else to take care of me in the way that I want to be taken care of and when I want to be taken care of that's just it's one selfish and that's one of those thoughts that sits in a woman's mind and does not leave very easily no not at all that that's that's like deep into the core of who she is welcome to the secure marriage podcast where we believe it's possible to fight less feel understood and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse we're your hosts paul and shannon elmore and on today's episode I can't stop hearing my husband's cruel words. Yeah, words can slice like razors, can't they? Yes, they absolutely can. These ones are um, pretty devastating. Yeah. Let's kind of get into it and see how we can help. Okie doke. Here we go. Here's someone who's written in to us and is um, kind of desperate in a situation. Here's what it sounds like. Here's the email. And I'll summarize and kind of cut it up as appropriate here. Um, We need help. My husband and I have been together for 14 years now. We got married three and a half years ago. When dating, we always enjoyed going places and doing things together, very active together. I always felt that we had the best relationship, but one thing that I thought we would grow out of is drinking all the time. Mm. Sometimes I just want it quiet and calm. Well, for him, it never slowed down. It's an everyday thing for him. She also goes on and describes um, how their sexual intimacy life is uh, really, really struggling, partly because of hygiene um, in terms of because of all the drinking, uh, there's uh, stale beer smells Mm. and things like this, which tend to be a turnoff for her. But that's not the core issue of this. Uh, She's been trying to be sexually active with him, but it's just not getting better. And there's also some physical pain that has entered into this uh, situation for her her physically whenever they're sexually intimate um, until finally it kind of culminated with him saying, I guess I'm just going to have to find someone to take care of me Mm. sexually. Right. And the way she phrases it is uh, this broke my heart. I haven't talked to him in a week and I can't stop hearing his words. Can't stop hearing those words. I guess I'm going to need to find someone else to take care of me. Yeah, that's absolutely devastating to hear from your spouse there's a lot going on in this situation and again we'll kind of dissect it all but i'm always curious to hear your perspective as a wife since this is a wife writing in asking for some help right well oh my goodness when you're working really hard to to try to be intimate with your husband even though there are things that are not okay let's put it this way men all they have to do is see the curves on their wife's body and it's and they they can be turned on correct correct yep am i wrong about that sometimes you just have to think about the curves in your wife's right, body exactly. and then you're turned on for a woman there's a lot of things that that go on to getting them not not all women let, yep. let's just kind of broad but a majority here. Um, a lot of stuff goes into a woman to be able to be prepped in that way. Correct. Um, and the biggest thing is emotional connectedness. And that piece usually gets left out and yep. and, and used last. Um, but 
things like smells or whether your spouse is sober or um, if you have physical pain. There's a lot of things that go into just getting your motor going. Yeah, yeah. Women need to be wooed, not just chop, chop, let's go. I mean, <laughs> wooed. there's there's times for chop, chop, let's go. Sure. But but not every time. Not every time. And um, and when it sounds it sounds like she's trying yeah. to to take care of her husband's needs, right. his sexual needs. Um, but it obvious it, it whether it's enough or not yeah. to be told when you're making an effort like that to be told, well, I'm guess I'm going to have to find someone else to take care of me. Yeah. That's absolutely devastating because that should be such an integral part of a marriage and to be told, well, you're not enough. You're not good enough. I'm going to find someone else to take care of me in the way that I want to be taken care of. And when I want to be taken care of, that's just it's one- selfish and hurtful. And that's one of those thoughts that that sits in a woman's mind and does not leave very easily. No, not at all. That That's, that's like deep into the core of who she is. It is probably one of the most objectifying statements a man can make. If I can't get my sexual needs met from you, then I'm just going to go use another woman or experience in some way to get my needs met because that's all I see value in you anyway. Mm. That's a very, very devastating but true way to put it. Yep. It is incredibly difficult, incredibly difficult um, for emotional intimacy as well as sexual intimacy to start to grow in that relationship when that is the main point. Right. Well, and when that statement's been put out there, yeah. there's not going to be a whole lot of, if you said that to me, there's no way I'd even want to try to be yeah. um, emotionally intimate with vulnerable. you, vulnerable with you, yeah. because I don't know when the hat's going to fall. Yep. Hat's going to fall. Shoe's going to drop. What's the <laughs> One word? of those metaphors. <laughs> I don't know when it's just all going to come crumbling down yeah. because you just decide it's it's not enough. Yeah. So I'm not going to put myself out there. Yeah. And it's devastating because you're supposed to be the person that I have the deepest, closest, most intimate relationship, not just sexually but emotionally caring you're supposed to be like my partner in life and crime and all of that yep yep let's pull the camera back a little bit further because the beginning of this email gives us some clues as to what is happening deep down Mm -hmm. and overall in this relationship when she was talking about a large portion of their relationship got got established or built upon um drinking together right but she had the unspoken expectation that that would kind of diminish or they'd grow out of that as they became closer in their relationship. And yet for him, that wasn't the relationship, but the expectation at all. And the drinking has continued. And there's there's one 
consistent rule when it comes to people who drink regularly like that, who drink every night, who drink to get drunk, who um, drink to stop the pain. And that is this idea of avoidance. Mm. I'm not going to work on things. I'm not going to address hard things. I'm not going to struggle through things. I'm not going to try to improve myself. When things get difficult, I now have a mechanism in my life that I turn to that numbs that pain. Right. And increases my pleasure. And it isn't just in the area of drinking. It's a mentality. It's actually kind of a personality trait. Uh, Some people have labeled it the addictive personality, where the person finds multiple ways to simply pursue pleasure Mm -hmm. rather than purpose, rather than maturity or growth in some way. Right. The other thing that happens when it comes to drinking is when people learn that alcohol can become a very useful tool in their life to deal with their problems. And that's actually not the right words because they're not dealing with their problems. They're avoiding Avoiding, their problems. They're uh, running from their problems and they're choosing to feel the feelings that, you know, intoxication brings rather than the painful feelings of, of difficult life. Mm-hmm. Whatever age they start doing that at, um, it's kind of typically understood that that is the age they stop growing and maturing emotionally. emotionally. So if you're 13 and you find your dad's liquor cabinet and you start drinking at 13, that's what, into middle school, beginning of high school, mm-hmm. you can become 30, 35, 40 years old. But if you have been drinking since 13, you typically have the emotional maturity of a 13-year-old and a 40-year-old body. Interesting. And 13-year-olds aren't really, really great at thinking about the needs of other, other people, people right. and and dying to themselves and sacrificing themselves for the needs of others right. and learning how to maturely relate to somebody else when they have struggles or disappointments. And like a 13-year-old, if you're not giving me what I want, I'm just going to go find somebody else who's going to give me what I want. That, that makes perfect sense because she had said, you know, their their foundation on their relationship was around drinking yep. and she probably just thought we'll mature yeah. out of this yeah. like adults we grow up We're we mature to mature and if and if that's the case and he started drinking at a young age it makes sense why he has not matured out of that yeah, yeah. Until the drinking or the addictive issue is taken care of, is addressed, until he's willing to say, I recognize I have a problem and I need to find different or better ways to deal with my pain in life. Until he can get to that point, the relationship will never get better because he doesn't have the fundamental tools of having a healthy relationship. It's like trying to fix your car and um, you've, you've got a bad carburetor, but you keep replacing the cigarette lighter. Right. You can put as many cigarette lighters in there as you want. It's still not going to make the car run better because it's not the problem. And I wish, I wish so many couples have come in and, and, and kind of presented all these issues to me and they want to fix the relationship, but they don't want to go back far enough and deal with the core issue around addictive behaviors mm-hmm. or detrimental selfish behaviors that each one of them contribute. They just go, how can I, we want to continue in our bad behaviors individually 
and still have a good relationship. Right. That's like saying, can we just keep eating pie for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but can you teach me how to lose weight? Right, exactly. Um, I'm tired of being fat and I need to lose some weight, but I don't want to give up pie. Right. Because I like pie and pie makes me happy. It's not going to happen until you're willing to change all the areas in your life you won't be able to experience the consequences of a healthy relationship. And that can be incredibly disappointing for a lot of people who are listening to this, who have a similar relationship or, or situation in their relationship right now. But I think it's better to tell you the bad news up front or to give you a clear path out, even if that path is hard, rather than living in the ambiguity or the wondering or the confusion of how do I make my relationship better? Right. And and I think it's helpful. Um, I think when I read this email, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that she mentioned that she had some physical problems. Correct. And And it feels like medical physical some medical problems. physical problems yes. and it's and it and it kind of had this sense that she feels like this she's she's carrying the weight of all of this yes. because she has these medical problems which is why he's now saying yes. ah, fine I'll have to find somebody else but it's very clear as you've talked about this that it's yes you she may have some medical issues but that's not what the root of the problem is. Nope, so I want to make sure that we just address that a little bit because she could really feel like that yeah. this is her fault, that if she just didn't have these medical issues, things would be okay. Yeah. But clearly, there it's more than just that. Yeah, very, very much so. Again, if a husband understands what it means to be a husband, both a husband and a wife, but let's talk to the husband portion right now, understands what it means to live sacrificially for his wife, to die to himself and honor his wife by meeting her where she's at. Physically, she's not able to uh, engage in sex without having some level of physical pain. There's a lot of other ways to experience sexual intimacy Mm -hmm. without doing it in a way that causes your wife pain. Pain. Exactly. And if you are going to not have the ability to see her needs and only focus on your needs, your sexual needs, to the point of threatening you're going to go somewhere else... um, that husband needs to grow. That husband needs to mature and again, in lots and lots of ways. Right. But I so appreciate what you had said where this isn't all of this wife's duty or responsibility to carry um, the pain of this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's obvious that she wants things to get better. It's obvious she's willing to work hard to make things better. But until he's willing to make things better, until he's willing to recognize and change some of that, um, not a lot of progress is going right. to be made. And until he can catch some self-awareness. Correct. I know that's not how yep. you word it, yep. but. That's that's what is becoming necessary. And, right. and again, that's painful information for a lot of people to hear. And things can change. Well, let me rephrase that. She can prevent things from getting worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, by still choosing to have a good response, um, even when he does hurtful and terrible things, she can still respond respectfully, appropriately, with boundaries, with um, healthy, uh, with a healthy approach to dealing with his terrible comments like right. this. I mean, she can tell him that's hurtful. That that's you inappropriate. Know, that's inappropriate. How dare you, you? You shouldn't talk yes. to me that way. Yes. 
but not by being lashing out and nope. saying hurtful things nope. back and doing things that would yeah. be just as cutting. Yeah. Um, yep. So she can still do some things that will make sure she's acting within her own integrity mm-hmm. and um, not contribute to the dysfunction of the relationship. And, but for the relationship to get better, both people have to engage in this and start to make things better. Yes. So I think kind of the the takeaway here is we're so sorry. We're so sorry yeah, that absolutely. you are being kind of spoken to this way, that you're being accused of this kind of behavior. And I want you to hear from a husband um, that that you do not deserve to be spoken to that way. No. Even if you, honey could not engage sexually because of some sort of medical reason or things like that. Um, I am never going to threaten you to say I'm going somewhere else or I'm going to go use another woman in some other way to get my needs met. That's never going to happen, nor should it ever. Ever. There's just no time that that is ever appropriate, period, bar none. Yeah. And it it doesn't, it doesn't make the situation better. It actually pushes yeah, pushes your wife away yeah. even more. Yeah. Um, so where to go from here? How do we, as podcasters who are sitting in our living room here, fix this lady situation? Can we? Oh, I don't. I don't know. This is hard, isn't it? It is. It really is. Because I want to fix it. I want to say, just do this magic three things, and it'll right. be all better. Just use our our program and it will be all better and these programs can help you become a better spouse but in situations like this this is kind of the deep end of the pool right and it probably needs some professional uh help around this again if he's willing to go get professional help a lot of times he might not be right and that's the thing because she can make all the changes and and do all the things that are that are good and healthy to to improve the marriage, but if he's not willing to recognize yep. his piece and his part, yep, the marriage might not make right. It. And and I think there's stuff that's a little bit deeper here, especially the drinking. Yeah. That's not something that. Well, as as a practice, again, as a therapist, um, whenever there was an issue of uh, substance abuse going on, we would actually stop couples counseling until the primary issue of the addictive behavior right. was dealt with. Right. I didn't want to waste their time or money trying to fix the marriage right. because you, that was the core issue. Right. But we've already talked about that. Yeah. So, anyway, this is a this is a painful one, um, and and. Our job is hopefully to provide clarity, even if we can't always provide silver linings and warm, fuzzy right. answers to everyone's problems. I again, that's we got to figure out how to make that podcast because I right. don't. I like that one better, but um, there is hope for this woman mm-hmm. as she learns how to see herself in a healthy view as she learns how to expect herself to be treated better and appropriately and how to set up boundaries when someone who is uh, having addictive behavior and are treating her this way um, so that she can navigate through life a little bit better even if the marriage can't get better won't get better or can't be saved because Mm -hmm. it takes two people to be able to do that right anyway I think we'll just stop there. I think so too. And it seems inappropriate to say, and go buy our podcast, go buy our, our course right now. Yeah. We're not going to do that. No, that's not. That's not, not what we're doing here. Sometimes all we Sometimes, can do is say we're sorry. Yeah. And give a big and sigh. We'll, um, we will tell you this. 
um, go get some professional help. Seek out some professional counseling yeah. that'll help you as as uh, the wife in this situation. And then that person who can get more of the details can walk through this process with you and, and help you make decisions in real time yes, as to what absolutely. the next is the step is. I, I think that's probably the best answer. That's, that's where we're going to end. Mm-hmm. I'll sleep better with that one. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate everyone who listens to this because you're trying to make your marriage better um, and recognizing the variety of stories that people have. Um, um, We love hearing from people who just strive to have healthy relationships and we can't wait to kind of partner with you in any way we can to make that happen. Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time. Okie doke. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye.